Jesse James Dupree from Jacqueline. This is Iron City Rocks. Crank it up! Rock me, roll me, jackal me off. Hey, this is Joe from Teddy Porter, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music scene. Episode 80, I had the chance to talk to Taddy Porter's guitarist, Joe Selby. Taddy Porter will be coming to Pittsburgh on November 30th to play the Altar Bar with Evans Blue and special guest Reigns and Chaos Killed. Taddy Porter, um, as I would call it, is kind of a refreshing throwback to classic rock. Um, so if you're a fan of bands like Zeppelin, The Stones, uh, and things like that, Taddy Porter's certainly worth giving a listen to. Um, really not a band I would pigeonhole into any of the kind of the current genres of rock, um, maybe similar to a Black Crows or something of that line. So without further ado, I'm going to get into a song. This is called Shake Me from Taddy Porter. This is from their debut CD, and then we're going to get an interview with Joe.
reporter. This is Joe Selby. How are you doing today, Joe? Doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Hey, um, you guys are going to be coming into the city of Pittsburgh on the 30th to do a show um, at the Altar Bar, so I wanted to kind of give Pittsburgh a chance to uh, get acquainted with Taddy Porter. Um, I've had the pleasure of now listening to your uh, debut album a couple times, and I wanted to, uh, like I said, spread the good word. So can you give me a little background on how the band came to be? Okay. Well, we're all from uh, um, Oklahoma, and we met up in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is where Oklahoma State University is. And um, the three of us went to school there, and, uh, myself and our singer Andy and our drummer Doug. And then Doug's little brother is Kevin, who's our bass player. Okay. So when the band formed, Kevin was actually still in high school. But uh, So we all met up um, in the Stillwater area, and uh, there's not a whole lot to do there. It's kind of a college town, so we just hung out and started playing music together, and we won a radio contest uh, out of Oklahoma City, and that just kind of got us on our way. Well, I guess uh, the most obvious question, who is Taddy Porter, or is there is, is there a real Taddy Porter? Well, that's a good question. Uh, Teddy Porter is actually a beer. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it's a Samuel Smith beer. It's brewed in England. It's actually like the oldest brewed, like commercially brewed beer in the world. I got gotcha. you. But uh, the way that that became the band name was that um, Andy and Doug were at a bar, and the most expensive beer on the menu was a Teddy Porter. And Andy thought that sounded like a cool, maybe a cool band name for that. People around and everybody liked it, so it just kind of stuck. So how how many times do you get asked uh, which one of you is Taddy though? <laughs> all the time, all the time. They think it's Andy a lot. Um, so yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah. But every once in a while, I get someone that knows who the beer is. We actually got to uh, travel through Yellowstone National Park once for free because the park ranger guy we told him our band name was Taddy Porter, and that just happened to be his favorite beer. So he said, "Go ahead." Just Drive through. Come on in. Yeah, I know there's yeah. probably many people out there to this day, some 40 years later, who are still wondering who Leonard Skinner is or exactly. people, people that even think Led Zeppelin is a real person. So, yeah, that's, Exactly. That's why we kind of like that name because it kind of was in that same vein. Yeah. Now, one of the things that um, I kind of found refreshing about your band is that it doesn't really fall into to any of the rock genres that seem to be kind of popular today. I don't, you know, you can you can feel ta- flavors of, let's say, alt-rock, even classic rock, but, I mean, you guys are just kind of straight-on rock and roll. Is that how you see yourselves? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, we, we are very heavily influenced by classic rock and uh, blues music. Um, so, but I don't think that, like, the, the way the sound came across is really necessarily like what we were going for. I mean, we were just kind of four guys getting together jam, and we just wrote some songs and mm-hmm. came out the way that it did. And uh, we didn't really try to fit any one specific genre, especially the new new rock and roll stuff. We were, uh, I feel like that's been, I don't know if it's been played out, but it's just been around for so long. We just we didn't want to, we want to do maybe something a little different than that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, who, yeah. who, who would you call an influence? Is it, both as a, a listener and as a guitarist. Well, I mean, I grew up on it with really heavy um, doses of Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin. Okay. Um, my mom kind of got me into that. So that's kind of where a lot of my guitar playing comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy grew up listening to classic, classic rock as well. Paul Rogers from Free is one of his biggest influences. Yeah. And uh, just all of our parents kind of grew up in the 60s, 70s era of rock. 
So that was just kind of what they showed up as we were kids. Yeah, I was going to say, because, I mean, I don't know exactly how old you guys are, but you got, it looks to me from the, the band's photo, you guys probably grew up in the era of, I would say, maybe grunge. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, uh, yeah a little after that, actually. I'm the oldest guy in the band. I'm 26, okay. and then Kevin is 21, so that's kind of our yeah. age and, ranges there. But uh, And unfortunately, the world didn't give you much good music to listen to at, at the time <laughs> you were growing up, so you had to go back to bands like Zeppelin and Free and things like that, so that's good to hear. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how you guys got signed? Yeah, sure. Um, well, like I said earlier, we won a uh, radio contest. It was a battle of the bands um, that the uh, active rock station in Oklahoma City was putting on. And we got to the final four, went and played this battle, this uh, final, like, last four bands played against each other, and we won that whole thing. Mm. So after that, we were the house band for the radio station, and uh, they offered us some shows opening for some national touring acts that would come through the area. So there was one show um, in Oklahoma City they asked us if they wanted to do, and I think we had like a 30-minute set, and we weren't getting paid anything. And it was kind of like, if you guys want to do it, do it. If not, whatever. But we decided to do it anyway. So when we went and played there, we heard that there was a rep from Atlantic Records there. Okay. It turns out the guy that it was was actually one of Saving Abel's managers. And uh, the band that was showcasing after us had flown him in, but he caught our set, liked us, and ended up signing us to a management deal, <clears throat> which then led to... A publishing deal and then a record deal. Okay, so so well, it's really just that one show just lucked out to happen to take that one. And uh, so the lesson learned there is play every live gig you can. Don't pass them pass them up. Now <laughs> you had um, Skid Mills produce your uh, album. Uh, do you want to talk about? I mean, how intimidating I guess that may have been. Yeah, um, you know it's kind of funny when we did our first our our first single off this album, Shake Me. We uh, went in and did with him, not really even knowing what was going to happen. Um, it was right after we signed our management deal with uh, Scott and Rick, um, <clears throat> who were Saving Able's managers. They put us on a show with Saving Able in Memphis, and they said we were going to the studio the next day with the skin. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really know what to expect, but we went in, and he said, let's just kind of work on a song and see if we can't write a single. So in that one day, we spent about eight hours in the studio, and we wrote and recorded all of Shake Me in that one day, which also led us to getting signed. I mean, that was the song that got us signed. So it was really a blur. Like, it just happened really, really fast. But sure. um, Skid himself, he's a genius. I like calling him Yoda <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he's he's kind of reserved, quiet guy, but he's just very, very good at what he does and um, has a wonderful ear and just a great, great songwriter slash uh, – producer right yeah it's good to go in with a veteran probably when it's your first go around yeah. too um, yeah yeah so the first producer he works with that already won a grammy so yeah that was very fortunate for us yeah yeah now how would you feel that that the um the lp kind of represents the band sound live i mean do you think it, it's a pretty honest representation or did you guys work with the studio as a tool and let the live show be what it is well, you know, that's the thing. That's a good question. Um, a lot of people say that the, our album doesn't quite capture our live show. Um, I think it does in a lot of spots uh, very well, but um, it's. I think that our live show is a little more energetic just because we're a little crazier on stage, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, it does to a degree, maybe not 100%, but maybe we'll say 80%, 90% of okay. the live show. Okay. Put it that way. And then you you guys have um, you've had quite a few. I mean, just in the short time you've been together, you've had a, some decent uh, touring. Uh, Finger Eleven, Saving Abel, and probably most notably Slash. What was what was that experience like getting on stage uh, and sharing Slash the same? Was, uh, Slash was definitely the coolest um, tour that we've got to do so far as a band. And uh, as I'm the guitar player, it was just a dream come true for me because I've been a fan of his forever. Yeah. So. Uh, it was pretty intense. I mean, because we heard we got it, and we were very excited about it, but still I don't think um, that prepared us for just that moment because our first show was in Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. So we walked into the venue that day, and Slash and his band were uh, doing their sound check, and it was just kind of like every you could just tell everyone in the band and the crew, like the people that worked at the place, it's just kind of like when you see Slash, he's such an icon yeah. that it's just like, you know, there he is, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But the crew was great. The band was awesome. They all like, liked us a lot, and it was a great show to watch every night. So, yeah, I mean, a very uh, overall awesome experience. Now, on that show, was was Miles Kennedy Slash's vocalist for that tour? Yes, he is. Um, he's been the vocal for the entire tour, I believe. Okay, I think and, Fergie's done some stuff on too, but Miles is pretty much doing the whole thing. Yeah, do you know? I mean, it's, <laughs> one of the things I, when I listen to Europe, I, I can draw some parallels between Andy's singing and Miles singing in oh, a lot great. of ways. I mean, so that had to That's be... Good too, because Miles is one of the best... Like, we definitely consider him one of the best uh, modern rock singers. Not right now, for sure. If not the best. But, yeah. Um, I mean, when you have a guy... We just picked up some t- dates with Alter Bridge. Oh, excellent. Coming up, too. So that'll be awesome. Yeah, so you're, you're really not taking it easy on yourself going from Slash to Tremonti. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But that's, I love it, you know. It makes me want to work harder, so I think that's yeah. a good thing. Setting the bar pretty high. I mean, I Miles yeah. Kennedy, I think, is probably, I mean, the name may not jump off the page at a lot of people, not only with Alter Bridge, and he did perform on yeah. Slash's album, but also to be in the, even to be rumored to, to take Robert Plant's place right. in Led Zeppelin is just, wow. Oh, man, I mean, he, he actually talked to us about that whole situation one night, and it was just like a whole new level of, he was just the coolest out of all of them when we first started the tour. He ate dinner with us that first night. He, was, he, he toured in a band called the Mayfield Four uh, all through the 90s um, that to, opened up for Creed, and he was in a band doing all that. So he knows, because we're still in a band, obviously, and he said so he knows what we're, where, where we are right now, like what it's like to go through all of it. So he was just super cool. And yeah. He got the jam with Zeppelin, so what else can he say? You know? Yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys are you're rubbing elbows with some with some heavy hitters, and that's great to see. Because yeah. one of the things I had said uh, to someone when I first found out about doing this talk with you was how refreshing it was to listen to a band that isn't trying to fit into a mold and just doing straight on rock. So right. I think you guys have got something, and it's odd, it's unique, but it's very you know, it's not unique, and it's it's refreshing as hell. I'll say that. So. Thank you. Joe, I do want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I know you're on the road, so it's a little busy for you, but I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. Fall asleep alone again, tears the only medicine. Wipe away your tears. Where are you now, lady? You've been lost for years. Just take my hand Don't 
You square like a record, baby. It wear me out. You're rare like a legend, honey. I can't figure out you. from their debut album that was Taddy Porter with Big Enough again Taddy Porter will be at the Altar Bar on November 30th so you can get tickets at druskyentertainment.com or ticketmaster.com you can find more information about that out at ironcityrocks.com go to the podcast uh, we have another 79 episodes you're welcome to download and enjoy also a pretty accurate and complete concert calendar for the city of Pittsburgh you can find more information on us at Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, and YouTube as well. We thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. 